Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Hacker Culture Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Swab. You can find me all over the internet at that. J-R-S-W-A-B is my handle for everything. You can talk to me and the rest of the community on Matrix. We have a chat there, a group chat. So if you want to be a part of the Matrix group chat, send me a message at J-R-S-W-A-B colon matrix.org. I have been saying I want to set up my own matrix server. Uh, haven't got around to it, so still using that one. Um, if you message that one and you don't hear from me uh, within an, a day or two, then um, assume I changed it. But at this point, it's not a thing. Um, so many of you know if you listen to this. Sh- if you listen to this show enough, um, if you've listened to it from the very beginnings, you know that I do all of my editing, text editing in Vim, specifically Vim in the terminal. And I have recently been debating on giving Emacs a go. Um, for one reason, one reason only, uh, two reasons, let's say, two reasons, two reasons only. The first and biggest reason is all this hubbub, hubbub about org mode. Uh, and it seems pretty cool. It seems useful, something that I would use uh, every day or at least at work, I would use it every day, and um, I do. I do have a journal, um, and the same. I can't seem to uh, the habits are there. It's usually me writing down things after they happen. <laughs> uh, I'm not really good at planning things, and so I guess this is one of those things. Where it's like, oh, let's try something different to try and plan things, and uh, probably won't work. Uh, <laughs> but it's on a computer, and uh, I like computers, so I'm. That's really what I'm getting at and trying to to uh, to try out this org mode and see what it's about. Um, so I've been looking into it, messing around. Um, the second reason is because I really don't have to stop using Vim to use Emacs. Um, they do have Evil Mode, which is hilariously named. Um, I think it stands for the Vim... Uh, wait, the Extensible Vi something layer... Yeah, I don't know. There's an acronym that they probably contrived on purpose to say evil mode. Um, and so I don't have to actually stop using Vim. I love the Vim key bindings, um, which is actually interesting to say because I use Dvorak, so the bindings are all over the place, but it's still fine. I, I relearned all of Yeah, I relearned all of the bindings. I learned Vim on QWERTY, and I switched to Dvorak, and I relearned all of the Vim bindings to move around and stuff on Dvorak. Because I was like, I could remap these and have the same keys like HDKL. Then I realized, like, if I, if I SSH into a server somewhere, I would have to make sure I would have to download dot .files to do that. And what if I SSH into a server that only uses Vi, and I just don't have time to download dot .files or figure out how to put them in Vi? I can get them in Vim and NeoVim, but uh, maybe not Vi. And so um, I decided not to remap my Vim key bindings uh, to the whatever keys are technically under my fingers there. I don't even remember. I just type them. Isn't that crazy? How, like, you don't know where the keys are, but I know where the keys are. It's nice. I know N's there, S is there, whatever my middle finger is supposed to be. I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> so, I don't have to relearn. I don't have to, like, relearn key bindings. I can set up. I can set it up so that it, it you know, installs evil mode. Um, it's also a thing called Space Max, which I'm debating on using at I technically have on my desktop computer 
at home, I have it loaded up um, Emacs. You install Emacs and then you you, you clone the SpaceMax repository into a certain directory, um, emacs.d, I believe it is. Um, and you download and you also move the Emacs D there's an Emacs D folder and then there's like an Emacs like configuration file and you move these things around and you, you pull those down uh, in space max space it's basically a vim it's a vim dot file right like it's it's that I'm basically using somebody else's dot file but it's been created so that it's basically all of the the best of Emacs and the best of vim together and basically all of vim inside of Emacs. That's basically what's happening here. It's it's not like they're leaving out parts of Emacs. I mean, I guess the only thing they're leaving out are parts of Emacs because they're they have success very successfully. Like the evil mode is very successful at a at being a Vim uh, key binding. So like in Firefox in Chrome, there's like extensions you can add on to your browser that you can then use Vim key bindings in your browser, which is pretty sweet. Um, it actually helps productivity in my opinion um, and they work really well and this is kind of the same thing with Emacs is in evil mode it's like they have it all remapped so you can use Vim key bindings uh, I have heard that occasionally there's some places that like if you're in Emacs doing something somewhere weird you're not going you can't necessarily escape uh, well with um, you know con colon Q um, so you have to use like control G or something um, so, yeah, I, I'm at this point, so, like, all of you out there listening to this, you're probably hackers, and you know that, like, you get that get that itch to, like, talk or something new, right? So, um, this is my, this is my latest itch. I don't know why it's this one, why it's Emacs, just maybe because I want to just say I gave it the old college try, and hopefully hate it, and go back to just regular old Vim. Um, or I love it and I stay in Emacs with evil mode, of course, because I've seen the key bindings for 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 uh, for Emacs and it sounds quite terrible. Like it looks awful. <laughs> like the reason why I use them, the reason why I use Dvorak is so my fingers don't travel as much and don't do so much as I've read it termed keyboard gymnastics. Um, so using the using the Emacs bindings is just sounds like it's gonna give me pain. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking Space Max um, because it's already set up to be for Vim users. Um, basically, like the, all the default settings in that are for Vim users. Um, you can use Space Max without using uh, without that. It does. It also comes with um, a lot of the I guess what you could call essential plugins um, for Emacs. There's a thing called Helm, which apparently everybody loves. It comes with that or a different version of something else. Which is like a lighter version of Helm, I guess. Um, so like all the cool stuff that everyone tends to put into it, it's there. But at the same time, it's like I like my Vim RC because I made my Vim RC. Like that is my like yeah. I I watch other people. I learn what they do. Like oh, this is how you do this one thing. Like let's put that in there. I want that. Uh, but I made it. I didn't just download someone's dot files. And I guess you could you could you could say like oh, using Space Max is akin to that. Like just learn Elisp and make your own. And that's something that I'm really thinking about. I mean, how much more is, is SpaceMax giving me outside of evil mode? If I just take Emacs and then I install evil mode and then edit Emacs, learn Elisp, and edit Emacs. So that's something else I could say. Like, oh, on my resume, now I also 
no elisp which is probably super uncommon to need anywhere but it lo- it would look cool like it's just one more thing on the knot one more notch in the bedpost i guess you could say uh, i don't know what that even means uh, i'm a nerd uh anyway um so those are some th- some reasons why i'm thinking about about switching to emacs but switching to emacs in the sense of like just trying it and using it and seeing what happens um the only thing is i can't seem to get it on my work computer um which is surprising i had to i think so i at work i do i'm i'm i use a i, I don't say i use a mac um i was been given a mac to use um which i can deal with it runs Unix. i can still use a terminal for basically everything I want to do um, outside of web browsing that I need to do for my job. But all of my coding is just done in terminal and Vim right now. And so coding and whatever else, data aggregation, stuff like that. Uh, so that, that's nice. I mean, it's still Unix-based. It's not identical to Linux, obviously. Things are different here and there. But for the most part, like all the basics are pretty much identical. Um, so but I can't necessarily... I don't know if I can use Brew. So Brew is the... It's kind of like the missing repository, uh, missing repos for Mac OS, essentially. Um, I think that's what they branded as. And so I would need that to get Emacs, surprisingly. Like, there's, Emacs isn't in the Apple Store. And my company that I work for, they have their own, like, Apple Store, where it's... I think what it's called, like, I guess it's the App Store. They have their own App Store, which that they... they have things that they want in there and things that like, their own their own special applications are in there as well um so like gimps in there which is cool because like i like gimp if i need to edit an image for some reason at work i could do that um and other things are in there too they have like a they call, they call it mac vim and i think it's just vim and a window on your mac which sounds weird and like stupid but it's like it's kind of like gvim for macs um i didn't install that because vim exists by default on uh, on OS on Mac OS at least the version I have which again it is custom tailored to my organization I think they just buy Macs in bulk and then they just edit the, they, they tweak them because I really don't what I have is a 2016 MacBook Pro and I don't think they had i7s in them and for a fact they didn't have i9s in them and my, my boss has an i9 in his so I'm pretty sure they just buy these in bulk. So they have like a bunch of these ones, and then they they, they, they mess with them. Still runs Mac OS. Still gets all the updates. Um, but it's much beefier than I would expect um, a Mac to be. And um, so it's surprising I can't really install Emacs there. I, I, I could probably figure it out. Not I say figure it out. I mean like make sure I'm not like breaking some rule somewhere about installing software because they you know it's a company and I have to follow their rules. Um, Maybe I'll fi- maybe I'll talk to somebody. Uh, one of the it's it's ironic that I work at a tech company. There's there's, a, there's tech support at my tech tech company. It's kind of silly. Uh, but I go ask tech support and be like, "Is this kosher, or am I gonna get like reprimanded for this?" Um, they probably would just do it. Um, he had th- that same guy I went to to install Dvorak program Dvorak on the computer because it doesn't come standard in Mac OS like it does on Linux. Um, so I had to go figure that out, and then I was like, I don't want to just, I, I could have installed it, but I didn't want to install it because I didn't, I don't know the rules fully about installing applications from the internet on these computers. Um, so basically I went to this help desk, and he basically did what I would have done. So that was cool. Um, he did look up some things in like some like internal wikis or message boards, I guess. Uh, and so like 
to see if anyone else has done this and if they've used it and what they've concluded. Um, basically, he just ended up just installing it like I would have anyway. Um, so something I have to think about because most of my programming currently is at work. And if I can't get Emacs at work, then they wouldn't have sufficient practice because I really don't have much to do personally right now. Um, the Nebulous project is on hiatus, essentially. Like I'm, I'm pretty much stalled out on that. Um, it still exists, still works. I just haven't done anything with it recently. I haven't done anything with it in a while, a few months now. Um, and uh, there's, there's things I could do. I could make it better. I could make an API or whatever, and I could do that here. Um, uh, but the personal programming has taken a back seat because I'm trying to learn langu a language, uh, just to say that I can speak another language. And uh, so that takes, that takes up some brain power and everything. And I get uh, sufficient practice at work, uh, specifically in JavaScript, which is unfortunate, um, <laughs> but it is what it is. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about switching to Emacs. Uh, if you use Emacs, let me know what you, th what you think. I want to know uh, what, especially if you went from Vim, pure Vim to Emacs with evil mode. Let me know what you think about it. And uh, I would love to talk to everybody who has had experience moving over to Emacs because, again, as a hacker, I want to do something new, learn something new, and it'd be a good excuse to learn Elisp, even though I might never use it again. That's okay. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay nerdy.